Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of Just Talking, a podcast that contains, well, <laughs> just talking and still is the most cheesiest catchline of a podcast you'll ever hear. <laughs> um, yeah, so for the first episode today, um, we have a very special guest joining us, uh, Romeo, one of my best friends from Stagecoach. And today we will be discussing in the first segment Pride Month and in the second segment we will be talking about mental health awareness. Both subjects I believe very strongly about that should be talked about a lot more than they are currently. Um, Yeah, so without further ado, here we go. And so, starting the podcast, I'm joined with Romeo. Say hello. Hello, everyone. Hello, good sir. So, for our first topic for this podcast, we're going to talk about Pride Month. And obviously, it's a really big thing, and it's become more and more popular over the years. And I just think it's really important to talk about it, because despite it being popular, I feel like a lot of people don't really want to talk about it. Do you feel the same way? I do. I mean, I remember, like, when I first was, like, uh, when I first... Well, this is more obviously my first Pride Month, actually knowing what sexuality I am. Yeah. So I was like, and I was just like, I mean, I don't really want to be, at first I was just like, oh, I don't know if I want to be, you know, hanging rainbow flags out my window and stuff. But then at the end of the day, it's just like, I mean, pride is something that is mainly just because a lot of people go through things. Yeah. And they, we don't get to talk, it doesn't get talked about. And this is a way to to show, show from the inside that we actually, that, that we've come a long way. We've, we've made achievements. And does, it, does it make you feel more comfortable? kind of like having this sort of dedicated time to kind of really you know publicly express yourself you know I think it does and I think it's mainly just the reaction of others that made me very hesitant at first yeah but you find that there are low there are more supportive people in the world than there are people who don't really want to know yeah exactly and I think a lot of people as well are kind of scared to include themselves in pride month because Mm -hmm. obviously the big thing about lgbt is that it is a community and even if you are you know straight and don't consider yourself part of lgbt you can still support it and i think that's why people are a little bit apprehensive about it because i think they don't feel like oh it's it's not my thing but like by supporting lgbt and kind of you know accepting the fact that there is even a pride month is showing your support anyway i think anyway yeah, I agree. I think it's. I think it is something that I've learned a lot is that people be like, "Oh, you know." I mean, yeah. I while I while I understand it, I just don't. I just don't really. I just don't really care. You know, do you and stuff. I mean, that's fine. But like, if you um, if you know, it's very. It's also good to sort of at times if you want to show your support that like LGBT is inclusive, not just of people who are lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, etc. Mm. It's it's inclusive of the people who wants to support and help you. And that's what the main sort of thing is. It's about being there for everyone who's going through just like, oh, I'm not sure what sexuality I am, or okay, I'm I feel kind of happy. I feel comfortable. I wanna I feel confident. Yeah. And, and I think it really is just a case of um the people who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind, you know? Oh yeah, that's a yeah. perfect way of saying it. And I, I think as well that the one thing that some people might think negatively of it about is that it's just like pride month shouldn't be just a month i think people should just grow to accept it any time of the year because that person who was part of the lgbt community 
state you know they are expressing themselves of who they want to be not for like one month a year uh, it is it's this thing that they are feeling publicly uncomfortable that they want to be the person who they want to be and that's exactly what people should be and I feel yeah. like some people limit that to just pride month and I think that's wrong because you know it, it's, it's a time to be yourself our generation we've been more accepting than other generations and I think it's definitely better to feel comfortable to express yourself anytime not just in pride month absolutely i think um i I think it's a case that that goes for pretty much everything yeah um, as well like it's not just whilst we label this pride month and whilst we have months for loads of different things these Mm. it shouldn't necessarily be a trend that we set that we celebrate just because it's that month and because other people are celebrating it. Like, obviously, it's a t- it's a great time to come together. It's a great time to be happy and be proud. But yeah. it's also a time to realize that you know this could this could just be the norm. And while we celebrate this time specifically, it you know I realize I can just be happy any time any time of the year, and people honestly don't really mind. And mm. and that is. Like I said before, the people who the people who matter to you, they they will never mind, and that's and those are the people who who care and are supportive. Yeah, and I think whilst we're on the topic of sort of the LGBT community, I remember a friend of mine the other week asked me, like, when when do you know that you're not straight? Like, when does that come about? Like, do do you can you like pinpoint a time where you were like, oh, you know, I'm this, I'm that. Do you know what I mean? Like, do you remember a time, or was it sort of like a gradual? process i'm gonna tell you this right now people um i know that a lot of people assume that coming out is the hardest thing but the hardest thing is definitely figuring out what sexuality you are it is i can imagine that yeah it is a very difficult journey and i used to go to so many people be like hey can i just talk to you for a little bit i need to i just get a few things off my chest and see if you can come to a decision for me and every time people would say it's not something I can tell you. It's not an answer that I can give you. And I used to hate hearing that, but unfortunately that is what the truth is. You can't, whilst I, I, I'm so happy for people to come to me and be like, hey, you know, do you think you can help me out? And I'd be like, of course, let, let, let me help you. But all I can really do is make the maze a little bit easier to navigate. I can't tell mm. you exactly what you are. And a lot of people just say, you know, one day it hit me and it's like, well, that's, how does that, how does that help me? But you know, it does, it just one, <laughs> one day it hits you. And it's so, it's just like, this makes sense. I found- it, is, it, is it quite, I can imagine it'd be quite liberating. Like, oh my God, you know, I finally yeah. figured it out. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And I think, I think I knew like long before I actually was like, okay, this is it, this is, this is it. Yeah. Um, but in the back of my mind, I just used to have all these sort of doubts. In the, and that's that's what held me back from it, because I did not have a problem with saying to people, hey, you know, I want to tell you something. That was never my worry. My worry was saying, saying, hey, I'm bisexual. And then people go in and then later on thinking, am I bisexual? I don't know if I am. And I've already told people now. And I would... The one thing I hear a lot of in the media is that when someone is questioning, you know, their, their sexual identity, they go, oh, they're bisexual. They just kind of instantly gravitate to that because, oh, well, they don't specifically like the opposite gender, so they're not heterosexual, so they must be homosexual, so then we must just assume that they're bi. Do you know what I mean? That's not how it works. And I think people exactly. are really quick to judge like that. And I, I agree. And I also think that um, a lot of people 
worry about labeling themselves but and at the end of the day there never really is a rush to label yourself and you don't really need to as well you don't yeah, i to. totally agree i think people get so worked up about it that they lose the whole point of it the whole point of it is to be who you want to be and i think people get so swept up in the labels like if you know what your label is perfect you know it means that you're confident to express yourself in that way and that's good for them but not everyone like you say can put themselves in a certain label but that's okay too I think there's just yeah. a lot of stigma around it that people kind of need to just back off and kind of accept it all because it's it's one big thing and everyone goes through it. I think even me, who right now in this moment, who knows, in years to come it might change, but right now I'm straight. But even, yeah. you know, I can remember times in my life where I've questioned my sexual identity and orientation and things like that. I've, I've questioned it myself. And I feel like mm-hmm. that's something everyone goes through, even if you don't like, actively remember doing that i think everyone sort of passively thinks to it about it themselves so i think that's why everyone needs to calm down a little bit about it because in that sense trying kind of questioning who you are everyone goes through that at some point in their life yeah i think it is just what life is and everyone everyone will have that stage where they're like okay you know everything is kind of new now yeah i need to i need to expand my horizons a little bit see 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 okay you know this is this is fine i'm okay with this i'm not sure how i feel about this yet uh, and it's a very it is a very confusing time yeah because i think it was so i remember me first questioning it the first time it actually came up as a question in my mind was around 2017 ish and then i completely ignored it again until the summer of 2019 where it was like okay it became a bigger thing and i was thinking all right you know this is a lot bigger i think yeah. maybe that maybe there might be something more to this than just like than, than just a one-off one-off little wonder mm. and yeah so it is it is very confusing and that is the hardest part because I remember thinking I planned I planned my um who I was going to come out to first I'd be like, okay I'm going to tell this person this person this person this person and then this person and that yeah. was that and then you just find after a while that no one cares no, no one cares and I you just I, yeah I, I definitely think that's it I think people build it up I think that is just I think that is also a, a result of society that people build it up in their minds that coming out is going to be such a awful thing it's going to really you know affect them it's, it's such a scary thing which it is because obviously like I say that's what society has built it out to be that we're sort of a we have been for centuries a heterosexual society and yeah. only now the whole like we say about the pride month that's becoming such a big thing and which it should be and you know all for that um but I, I think people just got so worried about it and like you yeah. say when you've done it yes it feels liberating but then you do question oh gosh you know why why did I fear it so much and it's just people don't really care but it gives you the satisfaction that you yeah. know that you're accepted for who you are and I've noticed now that, like, it just feels, it feels really, it, it feels really, really calming and nice to just tell people for the yeah. first time. And, you know, my, my, like I said, I had a plan. And then one day I just noticed, like, my plan is just going to make everything feel really, really awkward. The way it's portrayed on social media and TV mm. and all of that. It really doesn't have to be that way. Like, my... I remember once my friend, he literally just made a joke. He just goes, he just goes, um, Romeo, are you sure you're not gay? And I said, no, I'm not. 
it goes mm. okay we sat there in silence for about two minutes he turns to me and just goes no you could be by and I was like yeah there you go it took you long enough he was like mm. huh you know and, and then it and then it just it just it was just like oh that was fine I didn't care about that yeah and yeah, then, yeah it seemed a lot worse in your head than what yeah. the actual thing was like yeah see I, I kind of going on with what you were saying about someone asking you I think that's the one thing that gets to me personally because of the experience I've had with that. Like yes. me being the you know the most dramatic, bitchy person people know, I'm yeah. often labelled as camp or oh you're so gay or something. And yeah, I've talked about it on my Instagram story. I've seen you talk about it on yours. It's just like I, I think it's really disrespectful to people who actually are openly gay or part of the LGBT community because. It's kind of stereotyping. Yeah, I everyone really gets like told off or oh, you shouldn't stereotype, you shouldn't stereotype. But then assuming putting that sexuality onto me, who, like I say, as of now, I am straight, is wrong. And I think that is disrespectful to the people who are proudly gay and living the life yeah. they want to live. Do you know? I think it's almost like it's infringing on you. And I think where yeah. that, like we say, is just society and social media has been brought up to be like that. And it's just a throwaway yeah. comment, and I don't know why it has to be. Like people just people assume that, especially us, it's just theatre boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah. Uh, they assume, ah, oh, you you like you like acting? Well, you must be homosexual. Yeah, you know? oh, God, if you don't like football, then, oh, gosh, what is wrong with you? It's just, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, just, it's, it's a weird thing, but I'm, I'm just happy that, us as a society even though there's still some disadvantages about it like we've said I feel like the whole pride month thing and people feeling more sort of obliged to come out feeling more comfortable to come out it's just okay. it, it's a positive thing and I think it's only up really from is. here really isn't it I agree it really I think I, I really is it really is up it really is because um because the way like although there are still a lot of there's a lot of controversy on social media and the way TV and um and just shows portray portray what being gay is like, as as this really it's really camp thing where everyone's always, everyone's dressing dressing awkwardly all colourful or uh, or ev- everyone who's gay has to dress in female clothing or something yeah. like that. Mm. Uh, that's just not really the case. But if people do that, I I don't care. And I think, and I think that is again the result of stereotyping, though. I yeah. think people just assume that this has to do with this. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. female clothing has to do with someone like this. You know, someone is you know, all all gay people are you know drag queens. Like that's not the truth. And you know, it, it's each to their own. And I think all these stereotypes that we've made as a society need to be thrown away because, like, exactly. what's the point of living by that? What do we get out of that? Like, we're all, the whole country is all like, oh, equality, equality, equality. But then little throwaway comments like that are stopping us from reaching that. And I think it's just really important that we address it and discard it and make it not such a social norm to say things like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Anyway, the last thing I wanted to ask about it on the topic is because obviously you've gone through this whole situation yourself. If you were to like, if someone listening to this podcast now was questioning their identity and was thinking, oh, you know, I don't really know how to approach it. Like what suggestions would you give to them about it? Obviously every experience is different and that's important to know, but like, could you give any advice? I think the first thing I would say is take your time. 
remember that there's lit- there is no rush, zero rush to do anything. You don't mm. even have to label yourself in the end, like I said, like we said pre- previously. Yeah. But um, take your time. Like it will. You you might you might start to be like get a bit anxious about it, stress yourself out. Try not to stress yourself out about it because I know it may sound a bit easier said than done coming from me as I've already gone through it, but it really isn't stressful at the end of it and um you just have to think okay so i okay let's say for example you think you might you you might you might be gay and you're like okay i don't know i don't i don't know how i feel about this the first thing you're going to start thinking is what are people going to think about me and you need to think no one that's that's not what you should be concerned about the thing you need to be concerned about is um actually you don't even need to be concerned about anything you just need to you just need to think you just need to think all right I need to get through this and it's going to be difficult, but I know that I can talk to other people. And that's the first thing, talking to other people. Saying, mm. okay, who do I know that what A, I can trust regardless of what their sexuality is and B, um, who's going to be supportive? Because if it's, it's, I wouldn't, I don't know if it's better or not to talk to someone who is um, LGBT because whilst they've gone through that experience, the, the main thing they're going to say is that, you know, I can't tell you what the answer is. It's something you need to figure out. And yeah, it's something big thing. It's something that takes time. Um, and like I said before, it's um, whilst we can't tell you what the answer is, um, it's we're more than happy to help make that maze easier to get through, make that journey easier, um, easier to travel, make the obstacles smaller. Mm. And eventually, eventually, you will, you may find, oh, you know what? I think, I think this is. I think this is who I am, and yeah. you, may, you, think, I may, you may even just at the end of the day just circle back and think, you know, I am straight. I don't feel, I don't feel like that's who I don't feel like LGBT is who I am. I'm not. I don't have that attraction to the same gender, or feel that I am a different gender. Um, and yeah, that's that's perfectly fine as well. And and yeah, those are the those are the main sorts. Those are the main sort of things. Just. Like your mind's gonna run right, yeah. Your mind's gonna run wild, and whilst it does that, remember that you know it's not harm. It's it's not harmful. I just need to. I just need to calm down. Let it do its thing. Let it figure out what's going on. Because after it may take a little bit. It took me about six months ish. Yeah. But um. But there's no time limit, is there? Like there's you've no got time. your whole life ahead. You've you. got your whole life, whole life, and. Mm-hmm. No one, it's never going to hurt anyone. And I feel like I said, no. the, main thing, the main thing for me was that I was worried about coming to a conclusion too quickly and then having to trace back and think, actually, in something else. Even if you do that, that's not a problem. People yeah, do that. Well, yeah, time. exactly. You know, like we said with the label thing, you don't have to stick to a label. If you find yeah. out later on in life that, oh, actually, this label fits me more or I don't need a label at all. I'm happy with me just knowing who I am. That's perfectly fine. You know, yeah. there's no right or wrong. And anyway, the thing I wanted to say was that I think me and you cannot express it enough, but we are both open to people coming and talking to us about mm-hmm. it if they have any queries or stuff. Like, obviously, Romeo has been through this process himself. And although I haven't been as well, I know so many people from the LGBT community and I feel like I could just, you know, shed some light on it. And I know Romeo can. And we've mm-hmm. sat here for a good 20 minutes and talked about it. So we we, we know quite a bit. So, yeah. We do. Oh, well, thank you for talking about that with me, Romeo. And absolutely we'll no see problem. you in part two in a moment. 
Hello and welcome back to Just Talking Part 2, still here with Romeo. Um, and for this topic, we're going to talk about something that I think a lot of people are very afraid to talk about. But I think, again, similar to LGBT and Pride Month, I think it's something that people should really be more open about because it's only beneficial to be. And that is mental health. Um, we yeah. only, what, was it in May? Is it May or is it April? Mental it's health May. Awareness? May. Okay, there we go. So in May was Mental Health Awareness Month. Uh, And again, both me and Romero put something up on our Instagram stories about it, uh, kind of expressing, oh gosh, (laughs) expressing our thoughts and um, kind of like talking about our own experiences. And I think we're going to elaborate on that a bit more now. Um, uh, So yeah, where where do you want to begin? I mean... It's very hard to it's very very hard to pinpoint the exact part to begin because it's just such a huge umbrella of of just it's such a big spectrum you know yeah it's it's, um, it's so broad and it doesn't it doesn't appear that way to many people and I, and that's the thing that's surprising that like, you don't realize how big it is but it is huge and affects most people so um, I think let's let's talk about um, let's focus on maybe the aspects of I guess anxiety worries yeah just all of them all of that the part of mental health i know very well oh yes me too jacob (laughs) me too (laughs) oh my god boy okay yeah so um, obviously anxiety is such a big thing and i think a lot of people cannot relate to that true feeling of anxiety until they've actually gone through it i think a lot of the time people say and this is similar to depression as well a lot of people say oh, I feel really anxious right now. Or, oh God, I feel so depressed. It's like, no, you don't. You do not until you've actually gone through the true feeling of feeling anxious or feeling depressed. But specifically for anxiety, I mean, like, can you describe, because I know I can vividly, can you describe like the symptoms of when your anxiety starts? Like, what do you feel? What's going through your mind? I think, I think for me, it was just, it was just like, okay, I don't know what just happened. This is, this is a very big worry. Very, I was worrying about there was some. There would be something that would happen, and I would start yeah. to worry so much. Worry, it's that catastrophizing thing, isn't it? You're thinking about the worst of a situation. I would just, yeah, no, it was. I was, I yeah, just worries, just constant worries, constant. Co- co- that's literally the word. I I can't really. It's that's the only thing I can actually think to describe it with, and I thought, oh, and I can't, and um, it just seems to be like you know, like okay, this is this is big. It's not like it wasn't like I'm fortunate enough to have never had to suffer from something like a panic attack or something like that. But oh, you're uh, lucky. <laughs> you're yeah, lucky. I am very sorry to anyone who has to go through that, and but um. I think for me, it was just so much stressing, so much guilt, so much worry over and over, repeated, repeated for such a long time that I mm. um, I would just neglect myself from doing so many things just out of out of fear of people's reactions, out of fear of me or someone else getting hurt or yeah. or me harming someone else, even though I know I'd never do that. But I like mm. just out, you know, just out of those fears, I would I would stop myself from having fun in life and yeah that was definitely the thing for me I mean like physically I can remember so many times where suddenly this just seed of a thought 
like completely random, completely out of nowhere, will just completely like envelope me, and I'd be like fixated on that thing. Then mm-hmm. next thing I know, hands are sweaty. You know, my legs are literally shaking. And you know me, I've got like stick thin legs, <laughs> <laughs> so that did not help. Um, and like I just completely ca- catastrophizing the worst. You know, feeling like I was going to faint, even though I wasn't, and just like you know everything became so loud in my head and the feeling would stay for like a good 20 25 minutes at my you know worst anxious moments like it it would be for that long just constantly feeling like you're gonna pass out the sweatiness the overthinking just everything and then suddenly it would stop and you'd think why the hell have I just gone through that but it's it's unexplainable and in the moment you don't think like that until you start to train yourself to think like that and I think yeah. that's what that's what a panic attack is like. And I remember having so many at school, year seven, eight, nine, so many really bad ones. And just like you say, having to hide something because I didn't want people to judge me. Literally, the worst thing you can do is suppress a panic attack because that will just make it 10 times worse. And I'd be in class, literally feeling that feeling come up into my mind. And I was like, oh, hell no, we're not doing this today. And then it would just come out without you know any warning because I built it up so much and then I'd feel like such an embarrassment in front of everyone everyone would judge me this one thing I used to do a lot was chew my tie because Mm -hmm. that was kind of almost like a coping mechanism for me yeah and so when I do that it it, it helped calm me down but to other people they must have thought like what a weirdo he is why the hell is he chewing his tie and I get that now having kind of come full circle but in the minute it was just in that moment I was just like leave me alone just let me do my thing I I know what I need to do to calm down and then like people would bully me and kind of go put their ties in their mouth and go oh look I'm Jacob it's like it's not funny it's not funny if that's Mm. the way that I'm going to cope with it then that's the way I'm going to have to cope with it it's just I am so sorry you had to put up with that like go through something like that I can't even begin to imagine the stress and just the, the horror that must have been I am so so sorry um that yeah that is that just sounds yeah and it's just it was like little things as well that you wouldn't think about like you imagine your school day and you you're you're walking to lessons takes you two minutes for me it felt like two hours just to literally bring myself to the door and sometimes I couldn't do it I'd run away and lock myself in the toilet because that was my only escape no one knew where I was but that was the only place where I knew no one was looking at me no one was thinking what I was doing and the reality is, is that people are focusing on themselves and doing what they need to do because, I mean, we're teenagers. We're so self-absorbed. Do you know what I mean? So, like, but in the moment with that fear, you think everyone is watching you when in the reality, they're just getting on with the things that you need to be getting on with. But, like, I just remember spending so many hours in the toilets just thinking, oh, my God, like, you know, I need to escape from this. And then later on in the day, you know, eating with your lunch, talking, chatting, having a good time, you know, really building friendships. I couldn't do that because I was too afraid to be near anyone and, Mm. you know, how they'd react to me if suddenly I started feeling a panic attack. So again, I'd hide in the toilets and in some occasions I'd even eat in the toilets. And that sounds disgusting, but that's what I had to do. How did you, um, how did you overcome that? I think the thing is, is like, like you've said before in the sort of part one of this podcast where you were saying about uh coming out that it's a long process and there's no rush I think it was the same thing for me it's like 
I obviously went to counselling, uh, I think it was two or three times um, for six to eight weeks each time. Um, and it, that might seem like such a long time just to try and resolve some flitting, anxious moment that you have for like 20 minutes. But I really focused on what they were saying to me. And again, they were saying like, I'm giving you this advice, but it's up to you to you know use it how you need to use it for you to overcome it yourself um yeah. and so i would just focus on the smaller things and try not to rush and do everything all at once so like one day i think right i'm going into this lesson i'm sitting down if people look at me doesn't matter nothing's going to happen no need to catastrophize yeah. anything and kind of break that thought process in my mind that i built up for like two or three years completely discard it and slowly over time, that would get better. Then I'd go to the next thing, eating with my friends. They're not going to care. Just let me sit down. They're actually going to probably feel really happy that I've sat down with them because it's been two or three years since I've eaten lunch with them. So, like, mm -hmm. you know, it's going to be a positive experience, not a negative one. And I'd do that. And I think it's just that slow overcoming of all the little things that you used to be so anxious of that yeah. really gets you to that full circle moment where you stand back and you think, wow, I actually did all of that. And it seems so minuscule, but it's so difficult. But if you just trust in yourself that you can do it, then it's, you know, more than capable that you can do it. Yeah, 100%. And that just sounds, like I said before, that just sounds horrific. I can't, I'm, again, I'm sorry you had to go through something like that. Mm, um, I think the thing is as well, is that, yes, it was a horrible experience and I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy, but... Yeah it's kind of made me into the person that I am now. Like, mm -hmm. I think I look at life so differently because of it. And yes, it probably wasn't the best way to get to this sort of realisation. There's probably much better ways of doing it. But I think it takes that to realise how important the small things are, but also kind of like how much you think about society being, you know, like hating on you. And in the yeah. reality is, is that no one's going to really care about it. They're only just here to support you. But you, like yeah. you say, you don't think about that at the time. 100%. Um, something that I want to point out here is yeah. that we've just, we've just come out of probably what is a very stressful time for oh, a lot. Hell on earth. Hell on earth for like a year and a bit. <laughs> yeah. And... Um, when I first, when we first went into lockdown, I was thinking to myself that I was, I thought I was okay. I actually, like, I, I just, I didn't feel anything wrong at the time and throughout, but something I didn't notice happening, which I'm only really remembering now, like not, well, I mean, I've been remembering for the past few weeks since coming out of lockdown. Yeah. Is just how much my mental health plummeted and just how much everything else just rose. Because I remember, so I used to have, when I was younger, like these really, really bad, like intrusive thought OCD stuff. Yeah. Where I would just constantly imagine, like I would, I, would, I would hurt someone or I would injure someone or something bad would happen to my parents and it would be my fault. And I would never be able to overcome that. It took me a while to, to sort of like, I, had, I came up with this little compulsion that would eventually just a little saying in my head that would eventually make them go away. But during lockdown, that spiked so high back up. And do think, I do you think it's because you had so much time to think about it? It is because I had so much time to think. I was doing mm. that because, you know, I wasn't really doing anything. Exactly. No one was. No one was. Exactly. 
And I was just, I just remember one day I finished watching a YouTube video and a topic was brought up in that YouTube video. And suddenly I was just so sad for such a long time. Like my brain, I was, it was horrible. Mm. I couldn't, everything in my mind was just thinking, is, am I, am I a really bad person? Is that what I'm going to do with it? Am I going to, going to spend parts of my life like, hurting people is that what is that and I hated that I absolutely hated that and you know I had a I had a friend who I eventually was just talking to one night and he goes you know what's wrong please talk to me and I eventually we spoke until about two in the morning and he didn't care and it was so it was so kind of him but he you know he said to me he said to me look this is horrible but Romeo let me tell you something you are such a kind person you're never going to hurt anyone and I I was just about to say from an yeah. outside perspective, it's like you could not hurt a fly. I, it's, yeah. just, it's so crazy for me to like hear you say all of this stuff and be like, "Oh my god!" I like I could not imagine you being that person that you thought you were. Like it's yeah. so crazy to me and an outside perspective, but for you, like I can't imagine how sort of conflicting that must have been in your mind. And I remember there were times when I was younger where I would, something would come into my mind and I would just start crying, thinking, I don't want to hurt this person. This person's a, this person's a friend. I don't want to hurt them. And yeah. there, there were times where, I'd, where, where, you know, I would go through lengths to protect people just because mm. I thought in the back of my mind, I, the other day I had a thought where something really bad happened to them and I need to, and I need to make sure that they're fine. Yeah. And, like, that was a very big thing. and That was just a very, very big thing part of me but like I also used to when I was younger I felt I used to I noticed that I've mentioned this to you before I apologize a lot I really no, do. you do you I <laughs> I like people forgive me long before I forgive myself and this is no. <laughs> this is a problem yeah. but um before lockdown I had quite quite bad I don't know it was like some sort of dependency issues, like some kind of just very bad. I need, like, I would constantly need reassurance from people that I was that that you know, I was I was a good person. Oh no, and, I completely relate to that, hundred percent. And I just remember, you know, there were times when I became a bit too emotionally dependent, and I'm, and that is a problem. It is a bad. It is a bad thing. Yeah. And, obviously, while it is so important to talk to people because it helps so much um you know it became something that I relied on which wasn't a good thing I just but I just remember during what lockdown what lockdown was December in what was <laughs> oh, that the third one lockdown number 56 I think we're on now <laughs> is it all right yeah around ar- around that one around that one uh <laughs> I just remember thinking my brain just started to not even neglect just forget a lot of happy memories and I would just purely remember just the sad ones and I would there would be, be times where I would just message people saying listen if I ever made you feel really uncomfortable I'm really sorry and you know they just say why are you apologizing yeah, you ever uh, yeah, like they know that they know that you're like apologetic or even if you didn't do, if they didn't think you did any anything wrong but then you in your mind think oh my god I did something really bad to them yeah. it wasn't bad at all they question like you know what what the hell why are you doing that why are you apologizing yeah and you know like i remember when we first entered when we first entered this podcast i was just thinking you were describing your panic attacks and i was just thinking in the back of my mind i have not gone through anything that bad like i feel almost felt almost insensitive a little bit but yeah 
No, but, but like, know. it's it's good. I I, I mean, it's hor- like I said, it's horrible to imagine someone else going through what I went through. But like, yeah. you know, we each have our own struggles. And I think they show themselves in different ways. Some might be more severe than others. But like, what you detailed to me just now is equally as horrible as what I had to go through it's just it was in a different way and it was in a different sort of mindset if you know what I mean yeah but I think the one thing I want to say because I think it's really important right now is mental health and men speaking up about it because I don't think they do and it's really frustrating for me being a man for you know people thinking oh you know men shouldn't speak out about their feelings because it's not manly enough i mean yeah. I, I just cannot cannot deal with that way of yes. thinking because jacob everyone knows that testosterone negates bad feelings you know you, you know that right yeah <laughs> no it is oh, a no. horrible thing and like you said people like um it is very like it, it always links back to stereotypes it's a stereotypical thing that men shouldn't have to show their emotions and shouldn't have to go through these things because they shouldn't have to feel them that's just not what life is yeah but you know it's it's just a it's i think something i've learned to know is that when you have a form of anxiety and thing you need to remember that you know you because you're 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 going to view everyone as better than you or it's just perfect in a way but here's the thing you are a human being and so is everyone else around exactly you. i think that is the big thing you are a human being no one is more sort of emotionally stronger than someone else and they shouldn't yeah. feel like they have to be especially yeah. the whole gender things so like men should be stronger than women physically is horrible to think but also emotionally they have to be yeah. stronger but then, like, the amount of suicides of young men has yes. dramatically increased in the past decade. I know. And it's just like, that could have all been stopped if people didn't stereotype that mental health and men should not be a thing that work together. Like, I don't yeah. understand why that's a problem. Like, like you say, everyone is human. Like, you just got to accept it. And I think it's just, you, you fall hard on yourself thinking, oh, why am I being like this? I shouldn't be anxious. I shouldn't be depressed because I'm a man. I need to be strong. I need to be in the moment. I need to, you know, think about others and stuff. But it's like, no, you need to take time for yourself. And yeah. to be honest, in my opinion, you're more of a man in sort of mm-hmm. air quotations if you talk to someone because that is owning your problems. That is standing up for the fact that you are struggling in that moment. So 100%. I think, in my opinion, it's more it's more manly to talk about it. Yeah. And you know, at the at the end of the day, imperfection is what makes someone a human being. Without mm. it, you're not you. You don't exist. You, like, yeah, you're the same as you know everyone else, and you're living this perfect lifestyle that no one has. It's just oh, yeah, yeah. And obviously, everyone's perception of perfection is different. Yeah, um, but like, um, but like, you shouldn't. A lot, especially with social media, people bring themselves down just because everyone else seems to look like they're living such a better life than them, and it and it's such a it's such a sad sad thing that you know it's something as as much as we use it and as much as I you know 
I communicate a lot through social media, especially during lockdown, where you know it was our only methods of communication. Yeah, exactly. You, you would look, you would look on like Instagram or YouTube or anything. You think, why this person's living such a great life, and what's going on with me? And then you would br- bring yourself down. Exactly. When the truth is, that person behind that profile page with the perfect lifestyle is probably going through something horrible themselves. Exactly. And it, they're putting on this front again as a result of society stereotyping people to live a perfect lifestyle it's always just a vicious circle thing and it just doesn't help anyone and that's why i think it's so important that with the whole mental health and sort of therapy it's important to find out how to recover and come back from it yourself like no one else can tell you that not society not instagram or what you see on like snapchat or something it's down to you and like the individual to discover that well i think probably because we're coming to the end i think it's worth saying and i probably sound like a broken record but it's so important to say that there are so many helplines out there like childline samaritans anxiety uk and many other organizations that literally dedicate themselves to helping you get through things and I think it's so important that people are reminded of that. And I say a broken record because you hear it everywhere and you always yeah. become like numb to it. But it's there for a reason. And if you and- are struggling and you feel like you can't speak to anyone like a family member or a, a close friend, then having that anonymous person could be really helpful for you. So there's loads of stuff out there if you're suffering through something. And like we said, we're in the first part of the podcast. Me and Romeo are open to anyone if they have any queries. Yeah. Like I've been contacted by I think about three people that have suffered from anxiety and obviously me having gone through such a horrible experience with it I can pretty much bring out a checkbook and say yep been through that yep been through that and it's all normal and it's you know you're all going to get through it so yeah well thank you thank you so much Romeo for being on my very first podcast you are very welcome good sir you are very very welcome indeed and I hope that it has helped people in in realizing you know and it, like you said, with the even with um, you know, all the um, anonymous people you can speak to online, if you feel like that's overwhelming, there is always the vice versa of speaking to a close friend because they're just yeah. as, they are it, It's what works people. for you, I think. It's whatever works for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If if you don't feel comfortable with someone you know, then the anonymous option is always there. But if you think, like you say, you feel awkward around an anonymous person, then having that close friend that knows you so well could be the better option for you. But you know, yeah. it's up to you and it's whatever makes you feel more comfortable and makes you more likely to overcome it. Yeah. So, yeah. 100%. Well, I mean, I couldn't have chosen anyone else better to talk about this topic or these topics with me. These topics. Yes. Yeah, so thank, thank, thank you. you so much for choosing me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, well, thank you everyone for listening to my first episode of Just Talking, uh, a podcast that contains, well, Just Talking, the most cheesy catch line, but I'm going to keep it. Um, yeah. And so I'll see you next Saturday, where hopefully we'll have another person on the podcast. I will confirm that later. Uh, my Instagram handle is underscore uh, just talking podcast underscore again at the end. And yeah, all the links are in the bio of that. Have a nice day. And thank you for listening, everyone.